Hitting the button. Hit a button. Uh, the button is hit. Waiting for the green. We got bid nerds. We got bid car exchange. We got all that kind of stuff coming. Ooh, right, man. I'm telling you, dude. No! Get those nerds! Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Bid Nerds. It's a Thursday edition of your daily nerd out of the most interesting cars of the day and all the automotive enthusiast auction sites like P-Car Market, Bring a Trailer, Rad for Sale, uh, Cars and Bids, and whatever ones may have sprung up overnight. <laughs> um, my name is John Polnick. I'm your host here in Las Vegas, right on the Las Vegas Strip, along with my partner, Michael Deeb, in San Francisco. I think it's cloudy sunny. there or something. That's sunny. Is it sunny? Oh, dude, I can't wait to get this show over with. We're going to the lake, man. We're out of here. Mm. Are you kidding? It's going to be like 86 degrees up in Winters, California today. You can find me not answering my phone with my feet in the air. He is going water skiing, a guy who's yeah. scared of dark water. All right, there it is, That's your weather right. report for uh, both Las Vegas and uh, apparently uh, San Francisco. Winters, um, yeah. Winters, yeah. Um, what we do here, guys, if you don't know already, we nerd out on all these cars. We find the most interesting cars on all these automotive enthusiast auction sites. Uh, we pick the cars, and then we talk about them. We give little reviews. We tell a story. I don't know. Whatever. We Some of them are garbage, right? You know, whatever. Oh. We, we, we nerd out on these cars. We tell you why they're interesting. And then the thing that makes it very, very uh, fun is that we make a prediction as to what we think the car will sell for when the hammer hits the sound block at the end of the auction and that auction those auctions will happen today they all end today the cars that we talk about will end today um so we're going to tell you what the cars the most interesting cars will sell for maybe except that we don't know what we're talking about and we always start the show by going over yesterday's cars predictions and uh see how we did so let's start there michael deep you're gonna hop in with something all right yeah oh, i was gonna say most of the time they end today every once in a while like once a week we get a car wrong and we're like oh yeah that ends tomorrow whoops <laughs> That car closed last week. Uh, yesterday, JP, I think we started with that 2012 Fisker Karma EcoSport. Yeah. Do you remember that car down in Arizona, the black one with the tin mm -hmm. windows? It had like 16,000 original miles or 9,000 original miles. It was beautiful condition. Um, you and I certainly drank the Kool-Aid after, you know, fawning all over this, like the lovely photographs and how beautiful Fisker's design was for this car. Uh, but these cars really don't at this time have any value in the secondary market. And, and let's take this one as an example. It was on Bring a Trailer, so it's going to get a really large national audience. It was in low mileage. Uh, all the services kept up, and by all accounts is running, which in of itself for a <laughs> is an impressive feat unto itself. And I would say, I would venture a guess that, that black on black like this is probably one of the best-looking versions of the car they've ever made uh so i thought this car was going to bring serious coin i said forty six thousand dollars would take this car home you said 50 you bet the over and uh and that made me nervous i thought oh man maybe i short sold it this could be a sixty thousand dollar car <clears throat> we were way off this car sold for just thirty six thousand dollars wow making only a few thousand dollars more than where it was at when we reviewed it in the morning 
uh, where's the love for Fisker? I, you know, I can understand if you're afraid of one of these things. Uh, like you're not going to buy this car and then depend on it for daily transport. There, there's no parts, you know, f- chain of command or whatever. Like, the, like, where do you get parts? How do you find somebody to service these cars? A lot of the pieces that make this car go and tick are bespoke to the Fisker. Uh, and without the dealership, you know, behind you, I, I can understand why people are just like, nah, the hell with this. I'm not working. I'm not dealing with it. And so they're just they're super soft in the secondary market. Thirty six thousand for arguably the nicest one I've seen. There you go, JP. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I we both were looking at how much action there was on this car. There was a yeah. lot. There were a lot of bids coming up to the end, and BAT yeah. usually has late rallies, and that just I didn't so. happen on this car. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, thirty six thousand is kind of what I think it's worth. Uh, are you guys hearing me? I am. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Sounds like we're having some. Uh, looks like it. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So I. I'm. I'm honestly. Even though I lost and uh, bet the over, I thought there was going to be yeah. some excitement for this thing. But I feel good about where I actually thought this thing was worth. Um. Because in the real world, this shouldn't be a very expensive car because it's just a boat no. anchor. It um, really is for the time being. I mean, yeah. look. I. I. There's a part of me. You know, the romantic automobile part of me wants to say. Uh, the Fisker is the modern day Tucker, right? Like it didn't work out, but it was brilliant, you know, for what it was back in period. And someday, you know, 50 years from now, the yeah. Fisker could pay, you know, somebody would pay a premium for one uh, that's operational. That's a real Fisker that hasn't been gutted to make something else. But was it really brilliant, a, though? It was only beautiful. It wasn't really brilliant yeah. because yeah, honestly, you're right. You're right. everyone you're right. gives it credit for being an electric car. And it's just a dang hybrid. It's it's yeah. late to the party and it wasn't a good one. Um, right. You know, so. Well, yeah. and there you go. But. You know that's a that's a gross amount of money to speculate on, and and you never know if that's going to work out. So Good point. blah blah blah. There you go, uh, right. JP. Let's jump over to Rad for sale. Uh, this was a really disappointing lot, and not to bang on Rad, but it just there was no love for this car. And and listen, where it was sitting, this uh, 1987 Mitsubishi Conquest TSI that had been like resto mod with really cool other parts from interesting performance Japanese cars to make this car in this sort of military or uh, olive green paint job. This is a fast car. You know, you're talking about a two liter turbo or a 2.4 liter turbo that's making like 340 horsepower. That is a serious performance machine. It was sitting at 8,500 when we looked at it on four bids. I thought it would creep up to 11. You said you weren't even confident it would make it to 10. Well, it just didn't get another bid. So in three days, GP, this car didn't get a final bid on it. And, and it just, it, it closed unceremoniously. And that, you know, that's disheartening for a new platform. Uh, and kind of a bummer for a car that somebody dumped a lot of money into. Uh, and I would think it would find a buyer. Somebody's got to find this car more interesting than $8,500. And I don't think, oh, it sold. I guess it did sell at that price. So, I mean, congratulations, you moved the car. But I just think that, I don't know. It, it somehow that, that it was like, eh, you know, it's neat, but it's just not that nice. It's, I yeah. mean, when it comes right down to it, uh, the interiors used, the body work is, you know, rough. Nothing, yeah. nothing yeah. is great on this car as a whole, pretty darn interesting and probably a hell of a right. lot of fun for the money. But, uh, and you know, I mean, for, to, to roll into Radwood and have something like this, that's a lot of fun, but how many cars, I mean, we talk about that as like, Oh yeah, you can get into Radwood, uh, and be Radwood royalty. Well, really, how hard is that? Uh, yeah. do you really, yeah. you know, do you need to spend $10,000 on a car? That's not no. right in order to do that. Of course I don't think not. you do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. 
Whatever. Moving on. Uh, it was anyway, technically that thing was a conquest, by the way. We keep calling it a Starian, but or uh, I'm sorry, it's not a conquest. It is a Starian. We keep calling it a conquest. Was well, it listed they, as a conquest? Yeah, they listed it as a conquest. TSI. And it's a Starian. I don't get it. Unless they rebadged the Dodge version. Is that what? I don't know. I think they did. I think they rebadged a Dodge and, okay. and made it look like a Mitsubishi. I believe that's the story. So, anyways, whatever. Who cares? All right. <laughs> <Moving> <laughs> Bring on. a trailer. Bring a trailer. Yeah, I tried to like that car, and I just found I couldn't. So anyway, couldn't do it. Uh, Bring a trailer had a uh, 1989 Mercedes 190E with a five-speed. This was the 2.6-liter inline-six version. This is the you know this is your commuter car. Um, very nice car, super clean for 170,000 miles, and a tremendous value at anything under 10,000 bucks because this is reliable transportation and it's a good car to drive. Uh, so JP, let me just try to. I'm going to do the math for you on how close this was. I said 6500 you said 7500 the car sold for $7050 <laughs> meaning you beat the draw for 50 bucks and you beat me by $51 so stick that in your pipe and smoke it you beat me on that one just barely Man. that's pretty funny that was really close to a draw I kind of wish I had bought this car where was this car again Oh I don't remember I really you know I, this is like look man if you're out there and you're going i want i need a daily driver i right. don't want to spend a lot of money there isn't a single new car for yeah. sale anywhere on the planet that is better than this for the money i mean you can't <laughs> yeah. what, what can you get that's brand, the cheapest brand new car you can get what is the cheapest uh, car is it a fiat 500 in america or something like that probably, or like 10 grand yeah. or something yeah, i mean you could at least you can lease a Volkswagen Jetta for like 180 bucks a month. I mean, that's yeah, but it's cheap. still it's still uh yeah. yeah, so less than 200 dollars a month. But yeah, you're still, I mean, that's crazy. You're still spending over the course of the lease. You're spending somewhere around six grand, right? Yeah, um, yeah. you know, for three years. This car you could buy for seven thousand dollars, and and this car could be an heirloom. You could give this to yeah. your grandkids. Uh, yeah. It's still going to be on the road for as long as they let cars be on the road. Um, right. And it's going to drive nicer than any new car, almost any new car that's kind of like a base regular so person true. car. Um, yeah, the so, W201 platform is fantastic. Even in this guise, it's still a, it's still a really good car. And with uh, a I manual. With Holy cow. Yeah. Remember, this, yeah. one, this car is a manual. Uh, yeah. So, wow. Fun, fun, fun. In the good sun. job. That's Somebody a, got that car, car and they're going to enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, then, JP, uh, Doug DeMiro uh, allowed a 1994 Saturn SL2 onto his platform. Uh, the car had, you know, stupid low miles, like, I don't know, 30 or 40,000 miles original. It's an automatic, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have, there's you know, almost no redeeming merit to this car. Uh, the front end was almost pretty, but who cares? Uh, I said 3,700. You said 3,800 and bet the over. This car sold. Somebody paid. Four thousand three hundred dollars for this automobile to use as transportation. I just, I don't know, man. I, who cares? Like, what a piece. Of I shit. hope that person <laughs> bought this ironically and, like yeah. our good friend Rami intends yeah. to blow it up, blow it up, yeah, or destroy it, or do something you know ridiculous <laughs> to this. Like, lay it out, put it on bags, and you know, just make it just something just so silly that everyone's like oh okay that's funny haha ha. but if you bought this as a car for a car because it's a car to do whatever you would normally do with a car what the hell's wrong with you you got problems uh so yeah moving on hate saturns there's right. nothing good about saturn here we go jp at the risk of like just ruining everybody's ears with all the math uh proving once again that the bid nerds have no idea what they're doing we looked mm -hmm. at a 1984 porsche 911 targa on p car market um 
really nice car with just 60,000 original miles. Um, I lamented that it had maybe a few too many mods to get uh, collector value uh, because, uh, you know, maybe it didn't have all the original parts. Uh, and yet this was a low mile, mostly original paint car. Uh, and targets are moving in the right direction. So we low guess this car. Again, betting, I, I kind of tried to introduce that the, the, the cosmetics had played a part in this. But really what we were betting against was the platform because PCAR has been so inconsistent. <laughs> Anyways, we were wrong again, JP. I said 41, you said 40. And this car sold for 49,000. So let me do the math for you. On the Fisker Karma, I thought it would bring 45, you thought 50, and it only <laughs> sold for 36. And on the Porsche that we know so well, we both said 40 and it brought 50. Once again, bit nerds have no idea what we're talking about. And on the two, the two lots that we got completely wrong, I got right. <laughs> and on all the other lots that we were close, you got them all right. So you were uh, slightly three, three, less three. wrong, and I was yes. more wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. I stand by so our. So we both said yesterday that this target was worth more than what we predicted. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we were not talking about the value of this car. Not to defend our. Not not to say that we do in fact know what we're talking about because we yeah. don't. Um, but we don't. Th there is, you know, it's just such a gamble with P car oh. market. You are rolling the dice. You might win big, like you know, in the. Blackjack or, or, you know, you bet on black and you double up, or you might just get your ass handed to you. And uh, this is one of those cars. The guy won big and, and congrats. And I still think the mods help this car. All of the mods, including the seats that yeah. I don't think are the quite are right beautiful. for the car. Yeah. yeah um, beautiful seats. Oh yeah. my God. They're gorgeous. I would love to put those in an older 911. They are hot. Or make the loop silver on this car yeah. aluminum on this yeah. car um yeah. all right so that was yesterday's cars and uh now we're going to do a whole batch of today's cars and see how wrong we get those uh but maybe you're better at this than we are and if you think you your prediction is more accurate than ours uh let's pr you know prove it down yeah. in the in the uh in the post down below in the comments let us know what you think your predictions for these cars are we'd love to hear we're gonna make some swag eventually and get people some free stickers and hats and stuff like that you know what we should start giving away Durfasa Nation hats since we have a bunch of those uh laying around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for people but, who uh, uh who get some yeah, patootie is them, uh, approving them, stamp them stamp them and send them by the way, Lane Skelton is better at this than us. Last time we had him on on Friday, uh, he won three of the lots. Thank God his uh, guesses don't count. Uh, or yeah. He would have really cleaned the house with us. But uh, yeah, if you were scoring this at home, Lane Skelton is better at the bid nerds than the bid nerds are. Uh, let's get Bradley Branell on. We can beat him up. He's really good. I, uh, I, we, we beat him every time. We got to get Bradley back very soon. Uh, all right, well, let's get to today's cars. And just before we do that, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the notification button. Uh, the notification button is one of the more important ones because it will let you know when we go live because this is a live show yeah. Monday through Friday, every morning at around the nine o'clock hour uh, Pacific time. And a lot of times the video does not show up on our page, uh, even if you're subscribed, uh, so it won't show up, but it will in a notification. Uh, it Sometimes it doesn't show up for like an hour or two after we publish. So if you want to watch this car, or I'm sorry, if you want to watch our show a little bit after we do it live uh, later, you may not see it there, but it pro it will be there. Just hit, you got to have those notifications. So, yeah, we're still um, cracking the uh, the YouTube, uh, you know, algorithm thing. 
Algorithms. All right, uh, our big car of the day is a car that might kill you. This thing, is, oh, these things are just straight exactly. up dangerous. What is up with that car? JP, I, now, th- th- there's a lot of urban legends in the automotive world, and one of my favorite ones was that when the Dodge Viper first came out, that like 55% of the owners that drove the car home from the dealership crashed the car on the way home to his house and i don't know if that's true or not you know it could be just like i said it could just be fodder you know the stuff that guys in the car biz talk about but man even if it's even a little bit true like if it's 15 percent, that's a crazy number isn't it, it is. uh, but look at this bad boy on bring a trailer this is a 1995 dodge viper wait for it just 65 original miles. Wow. Yeah, that's 065. Not 6,500, not 65,000, just 65 miles. Some guy in East Lansing, Michigan, the original owner of this car, basically drove it home and never touched it. And so this is a brand new 1995 Dodge Viper. One owner car, it's all you know, sort of verified and whatnot. Uh, remember, JP, when these things came out, you're talking about an eight liter. Uh, to go American speak on you, because uh, you know, you and I would appreciate this. This is 488 cubic inches of V10 muscle under the hood that makes a whopping 400 horsepower. In 1995, Dodge pumped out 1577 dodge vipers that's basically the same amount of like ferrari scuderias or gt3 rs's you know this is a limited production machine for sure it was sixty thousand dollars the msrp when it was brand new and last night jp this thing was sitting at fifty two thousand dollars on 20 bids out of east lansing michigan um my cousin tim hakeem in raleigh north carolina bought one of these that was, I think, red when he bought it. He immediately took it to a body shop and painted it bright yellow, and he still owns it. He bought it as a used car uh, probably in the late 90s, and he's owned it for, you know, 20-something years, and he absolutely loves it. And he's like, Michael, when I drive down the street and this thing, he goes, people, like, lose their mind. They run to the edge of the curb (laughs) to watch me just roll down the street. He goes, it still gets a massive amount of attention and so it's funny jp i will say this the viper kind of got weird and then it kind of got pretty and it's you know it's had this bulbous shape and of course the coupe uh with racing pedigree has done really well but the original viper which is this like crazy roadster that's just a fiberglass you know looking thing wrapped around a motor and a steering wheel it's kind of aged well it's a pretty badass looking little car i would certainly say in this case the black paint helps it all most of the early ones were red and the red ones look very cheap and plastic but this black one it looks pretty sinister man i I have to say i'm kind of feeling this car what do you think yeah, in black, that is definitely the right colorway for oh, uh, for right? this car. Um, that thing looks hot. <laughs> I, you know, I have never ever really been a huge fan of this generation of Viper. I've always really kind of dug the uh, the third gen, if I get that correctly. And yeah. somebody out there in the comments can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, when they did a body update, I think in like 2003 or whatever. But the right. the basics of the the Dodge Viper remain. Um, and as a Porsche guy especially a classic Porsche guy the thing that Porsche people love to say over and over and over
over again is the visceral experience and, and yep. you know, uh, it's a true machine. There's no nannies and everything. And they, they just love to brag a lot. Yeah. Brag yeah. about the analog aspect yeah. of, a, of their cars. Yet modern Porsches have completely gone away from all that stuff. The, right. you know, I mean, modern Porsches are, uh, you know, even, even a contemporary Porsche to this one, a nine, six, four is a yeah. much more technologically advanced car and less analog than this thing. This car has no ABS. This car has Oof, no traction yeah. control. This car has none of that stuff. I mean, even a 964 has ad- analog brakes. Um, yeah. You know, and even into the the early aughts and the mid-aughts with the Dodge Viper, they continued with this whole analog thing. No traction mm. controls, no nanny, nothing. Um, and that just speaks to the fact that these cars were built by true enthusiasts uh, to oh, the man. point that maybe, to a fault, um, it's rare that a car manufacturer just lets a team uh, in some warehouse and some part, you know, outer right. reaches of the, of the company. Yeah, yeah just, yeah. you know, go ahead and make what in you the, want. We're going to keep it, making the crap that we make, but you guys do what you it, feel like. In the basement, you know, you go yeah. down, you take the elevator, past the parking garage, past the ladies' lingerie, past the <laughs> oncology department, yeah. and down yeah. into the skunk works of Dodge. There's yeah. like three mad scientists down there with like a blank canvas, and they're like, let's make a car that wants to kill somebody and see who wants to buy it. Let's see who's got the hairiest yeah. chest to buy it and drive it and tame it. And this is, you know, you look back on this and you're like, wow, I'm so glad they made that. You know, because at the same time, Pontiac made the Aztec, and you're like, yeah. wow. Clearly, clearly there were no <laughs> lawyers in that basement because these oh, cars God. are just, there's no way they could build something like this. No. You know, and the other thing too, is that you look at this car, uh, and in black, you're right. It really does make it look, uh, much better oh, really than in good. red. Really uh, good. and it also hides the gaps. I mean, this car has hardly any miles <laughs> and yeah. you know, the hood and the front bumper just don't, they don't look like they're from the same car. It looks like this thing, you know, just hit a pole or something like that. It's just, <laughs> the, the gaps are just absurd, but you're like, well, who cares? Uh, it, it goes cares? fast and, yeah. and it'll spin faster than a merry-go-round. I mean, the, yeah, these the are the Ferrari funny. F40 is one of the most iconic cars of the modern generation of, of Ferraris. And the panel gaps on an F40, JP, you could literally stuck your thumb between, you know, like the yeah. door and the, the, the quarter and the hood and the windshield. Like it's just awful. The panel gaps are awful. So it's funny how when a company makes their best car, it's just like they just slap them together and, and that's like commonplace. I don't know, it's really funny. I think you're right too about the whole exotic thing. There, there's not a whole lot you can get that gets this much attention, this much attention for the money. No way. Uh, oh where is goodness. it sitting at now, and where's it going to land? What's, what's little love what's overnight, JP. Little love overnight, JP. It got uh, it is. It's got an hour and a half to go. Again, out of East Lansing, Michigan, one owner Dodge Viper, which is 65 miles. It's sitting at fifty-five thousand dollars. So it got like four thousand dollars in bids overnight. It's up to twenty-one bids. Um, again, sixty thousand was the original MSRP. But, you know, Vipers have a cult following and people pay silly money for special editions. What would you pay to get a brand new one in a perfect color that hasn't been driven yet? I think that number could really creep up by the end of this auction. But for now, I'm going to guess 75000 bucks. All right, I'm going to go under that. I'm going to say uh, 69. I don't think it breaks 70, wow. even though it is a really cool car and it is as perfect as you get. They're just not that rare, even low mileage ones, because a lot of these just were never driven anyway. They were bought by old guy collectors and stuff. So um, right. if you want a low mileage one, I think it's out there to be had. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see where this one, it's definitely on the right platform. You know, you want to see a car like this on Rad for Sale because there is, I mean, this car just screams Rad. Um, 
Um, but uh, I don't know if you're, if you're a track guy and you bought an ACR, you know, which Mm. is the full winged, you know, like crazy suspension and Brembo brakes and Recaro seats and the whole thing. If you bought an ACR, you paid like 125, 130 grand with tax JP. You're in that car, almost $150,000. And to think you can go back in time and get a 95 black roadster to be like your drive around the neighborhood car, your cars and coffee car, Mm -hmm. your AC. I mean, like, That'd be a great juxtaposition. You could have two Vipers and you got like cars for everything. Like I, yeah. I just think 75 grand is still a great value for a brand new, uh, you know, regular RT10. So we'll see. And I think they're moving in the right direction. I really do. I think this is a future collector. Someday somebody will pay 150, maybe even $300,000 for this unused car. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Let's see. You're right. I mean, the low miles really does, it could be the difference here. So a blue chip. Blue chip. All right. Uh, all right. What's was, the next car? That's a really neat car. Sold. That's a great car to start with. It's an, uh, American, an American muscle car sold in Michigan, too. Yeah. I mean, like that car hasn't left home yet, really. It's really I hope great. whoever buys it does drive it, though. I hope it doesn't That'd just be languish yeah. in a garage like this one has. Uh, right, it deserves to be driven. All right. What's next? Let's roll down uh, our, uh, the almost opposite end of the performance spe- uh, spectrum, but yet still a sports car, is our 1984 Volkswagen Rabbit GTI. Offered out of Walnut, California with 156,000 miles on the odometer. This is, uh, you know, the Gen 1 Mark 1 GTI. And this car is really nice condition. It's white with the blue interior that's got that red gradiated lines down the middle um you know it uses a 1.8 liter inline four with five speeds it's sitting on the 14 inch snowflakes and in the pictures you're showing right now you can see that it's a california car its whole life because in 1984 the license plate was blue with yellow so it's got the original california blue plate this looks like a very nice while used but somehow remained original so i'm gonna say preserved original gti and what would somebody pay to get a cool gti in today's market this looks like by all accounts a very nice car that has survived um and boy did it start a revolution i mean this is in a lot of ways this is the godfather of the hot hatch generation of cars that still exist today um and so a lot is owed to the success that volkswagen had with this car and how wonderful a driving car this was so, JP, tell us why a Mark One is worth all the money. <laughs> this car is so awesome. Look at that interior. Oh, Gosh, man. this is bringing me back. Yeah, you're right. This is the car that started it all. Uh, this is the car that just gets around every corner right now with only oh, three man. wheels. The original yeah. three-wheeler. Yeah, if you look yeah. at all the old, even even the publicity photos that Volkswagen put out from the factory, they didn't hide it. They didn't show, oh, hey, it's flat going around the corners. No, one, the, the off-camber wheel is up in the air when it's going around yeah. the corners. This thing, oh, my gosh, this car is so much fun. Um, and you got to love just that full-blown 80s trim you don't get more 80s than this uh sorry guys yeah, having some the, issues there. Um, the seats and the uh golf ball shifter jp yeah even like they don't even have a leather boot for the shift knob they've got this rubber accordion thing that looks like the uh came off the front bumper of a 911 you know what yeah. i mean like i, I am little, i am bummed boot. that it just doesn't look like it's it doesn't look i mean the body looks clean but like the interior just doesn't look like it's been detailed like there's gunk around uh, the the I gear know. shift the lever and stuff like match. that yeah, yeah this is a weird. car that really could look amazing and it's got that stupid toupee on the dashboard i want to see the cracks i mean look if if this is what we're dealing with i want to see what, yeah. what we're getting and covering it up just makes me uh really just J- ugh, J- just makes J- me recoil 
JP, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like the gauge cluster and the steering wheel are black, but the rest of the dash is actually like a dark blue. Is that what I'm seeing, or, or are you seeing it differently on your end? It, I believe it's all blue everywhere. It's like a the, yeah, yeah. It's like a dark and navy. Blue. God, that's weird. Actually, yeah. the back door cards. Look at that. Yeah. So what? Is, that is odd. Uh, that's a good catch. I don't. Yeah, folks, because look at that. The inside of the door cards on the rear are light with the navy uh, on top. Light blue. And I think that's the yeah. same color as the dash. It's just bad sun photos. He didn't know no, how to shoot this car. No, 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 no. Something, something's definitely different. Because, uh, like, look in this picture. You've got the rear door card. The inset is yeah. uh, a light color, Lighter whereas blue. up yeah. here it's dark blue. And that is yeah. not because of the light. Um, okay. So... Well, well, no, yeah, I mean, so, that's a, it's not a whatever. I mean, it's a good pickup because the, the yeah, question here is, so, were these yeah. door cards replaced? Did they do that from the factory? If they did, I never noticed because it is, I mean, it is as consistent across the top where you have the, the light blue uh, trim. Um, the steering wheel, I'm try, I'm struggling to remember if that's the correct steering wheel, if they had that, uh, that steering in wheel in the 84, but uh yeah, because I know they put those on the Scirocco, the 16 valve Scirocco. Well, this isn't the leather wrapped one, so this is probably right. Um, okay. Yeah, and you know it's got the right car. stereo and everything, and uh, yeah, it just wouldn't have taken much to really clean this thing up and just get it detailed, dude. Spend a couple hundred bucks. This is a car that's going to bring decent enough money that you can afford to spend the money on getting it clean. I mean, this picture, you look at that, the gear shift lever just kind of looks, frankly, gross. Get in there in the trim and clean it out, man. What are you doing? What are we doing? I can't believe how well those seats are preserved. That doesn't make any sense at all, given it how the rest of the interior seat covers on it. It must have had seat covers on it, like that, or he or found these somewhere and updated it. You know that yeah. are these the actual original seats? Because if the dashboard's all cracked up, but the seats aren't, I mean they're absolutely perfect. Some those two things don't add up. Um, right. And something I'm getting really sick of, and. Um, I, I got to tell you, as you look at used car ads on, on the worst thing is like on Craigslist and on offer up and places where people sell used cars. If I see someone's freaking mask, uh, in the back seat or, or the worst oh, thing is yeah. people put, hang them around their gear shift lever or around the turn signal <laughs> stock. It's just like, Oh yeah, here's some dirty toilet paper. Come and come and buy my car. It's so freaking disgusting, dude. Take the get rid of the stupid mask. Yuck. Uh, it's like, oh, I left my adult diapers in the back there that are used. No big deal. Oh my gosh. Uh, absolutely lame. Uh, I love this car, but now I absolutely hate it. Uh, this car is just wigging me out. Something's not adding up. Uh, it's so cool. This but car has had a rough right. life, JP. It's been poorly repainted. You know, there, there's just. A lot of the hoses and things in the engine compartment are all like cracked and faded. This car, this car is a candidate for restoration. That's all there is to it. It looks like the interior is there and the, the parts are there, but a lot of other stuff on this car is chewed up and used up and it's in poor condition. And so all that glitters is not gold. Uh, this, this car has had a rough life. And so I think that the, uh, the current bid, which is, you know, at $8,000, this car, by the way, did not get any bids overnight. So $8,000 on just eight bids um, offered, again, I think out of Walnut, California. Um, I, I think that that, that Does, price reflects Michael, can how I ask, you said, you said repaint, when was there, did they say it's been repainted? Or? No, but I, I just, some of the close-ups, I was just looking at the photos with you, and some of the close-ups, it just, it looks like it's been repainted. Hmm. I it, don't necessarily agree but uh it's possible i'm not gonna say it wasn't um, at the very end of the bucket of paint uh, a bucket of paint a bucket of <laughs> photos um there's some 
close-up detail in and around the car and it just it looks like it's badly resprayed to me yeah okay i think the paint wasn't very good on these in the beginning in the first place uh, and so they fade pretty badly i don't see any evidence of overspray looking at most of the really tight trim stuff but again i mean like this is that's usually a telltale sign right there where the where the um that kind of rough matte black meets the white they never get that right and that actually looks okay but you know i don't know uh like make sure you look at all these pictures really closely if this is a car that you think you're going to bid on because i i mean for under 10 grand this is a really cool car you're gonna have a great fun we are kind of picking it apart we're nitpicking on all the aesthetic stuff but functionally this car i you know i don't know how it drives but i'm assuming it drives well uh and if it does drive anything at all like an original mark one gti you're gonna have a blast in this car these are such a good time that's awesome <laughs> Where's so anyway, it going to land? What's uh, what's this thing going to get bid to? Excuse me so much. Uh, so this is a no reserve auction, and it's got an hour and a half to go out of Walnut, California. It's sitting at eight thousand dollars, but only on eight bids. Um, I really thought this car was going to bring twelve thousand dollars, but I am not so confident. I'm going to take a grand off and say eleven. Somebody might fall onto it, but uh, I it, it ain't going to be me. I, I this car just looks like it's had too rough a life. I'd rather pay more for a nicer example. Yeah, I'm not even, I don't think it breaks 10. I think this thing yeah. kind of, you know, sits out. I mean, look, we've seen the Volkswagen, water-cooled Volkswagens are not bringing money. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. We've seen amazing Scirocco's. We've seen amazing Corrado's, and they don't bring the money. Right. Uh, those are, you know, is this being a Mark One? Is that going to be the, are the Mark Ones better off than the Mark Twos? Uh, or, it, you know, because the air-cooled stuff seems to still be doing well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it breaks 10. I just, especially yeah. now, if we saw, if this was a super clean one and really was legit, okay, now we're talking. But those cars are so few and far between because these were cheap for so long. And, you know, young people abuse the hell out of these. And then, yeah, these cars just, they, they, they fell into the garages of people that couldn't afford to keep them up. And that's just a bummer. Or, yeah. I should say, the parking space. I mean, space uh, yeah, of your these cars, when they were fairly new, uh, were owned by high school kids. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, let's uh, let's face it. They uh, they they were destined for a hard life. All right, let's get to the next car. What do we got? Uh, so another Volkswagen JP. Okay. Uh, you and I have been feeling a lot of these uh, Volkswagen vans uh, from different generations with different sets of equipment to take camping. And during the course of the pandemic, these kind of, you know, like personal recreational vehicles uh, have proliferated and they've done really well in the secondary market. But this is just a Eurovan MV. I don't know what MV stands for in this case, but this is not a, a camper van. Now, those rear seats do fold flat, and you could sleep in the back of this thing. But it doesn't have the pop-up tent. It doesn't have the awning. It doesn't have a kitchen or a bathroom or any of that other stuff. This is really just a 2003 Volkswagen Eurovan with 104,000 miles. It uses the 2.8-liter VR6 motor, the narrow-angle VR6, which is a great little engine, makes good torque, and uh, is pretty reliable, I think. Four-speed automatic transmission is nothing to write home about. Um, JP, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe all of these are all-wheel drive. Is that incorrect? Is it possible this is just a front-wheel drive? None of them are all-wheel drive. They oh, never made an all-wheel drive Eurovan. Oh, it's just the Synchro. It would be an Just the Synchros and... On the Vanagans, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay, got it. Thank you, JP. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this is front-wheel drive. Um, and, you know, like I said, uh, some of the, the cousins of this car have done really well. 
But this one might not be worth as much. This might not be one of those break 20, head into $30,000 range because it doesn't have all that, you know, go spend the weekend in it on, you know, out near the lake or whatever without having to rent the cabin. You could just sleep out of the van. This car doesn't really offer that. Now, you could take this on a long trip and sleep in it, but it's not quite the same thing. So I thought this would be interesting to tee up. Have you explained to us what the appeal is or what the lack of appeal is on this one that has less to offer uh, and see where this might come in? It's offered out of Lake Bluff, Illinois. It looks to be in very clean condition uh, and has just 104,000 miles. And on this drivetrain, that's, you know, you know, we're at like a third, you know, third of the way of this car's, you know, usable lifespan. Uh, if not, it might be even younger than that. So, JP, what do you think of this one that doesn't have all the stuff? Is this really just for getting executives from the airport to the office or, <laughs> or is there more to it than that? No, I mean, any any of the Volkswagen vans uh, prior to the Rutan uh, were actually great for van life. I mean, you're still, this is not, like like you say, this is not a Westphalia or a Weekender, uh, but here's a picture of the cabin. And the notable difference between this kind of con- contemporary-ish van to most American vans or whatever, these rear-facing center captains. seats. Yeah, yeah, so usually Two you captains. have, yeah, usually you have a bench seat in the middle there that's facing forward, and then you get the rear seats, and that's just lame this has the little table so basically the interior of this vehicle is exactly like a weekender the only difference between a weekender and this vehicle is that the weekender would have a pop top uh like a westphalia but would not have the kitchen inside um so frankly i prefer weekenders over westies because they give you a lot more room and all the kitchen stuff that that volkswagen gives you uh most of that stuff is not very good and there are much better aftermarket solutions that take a hell of a lot less space um so but these back seats do fold down that this part i don't know if you guys can see the cursor here but this part of the seat slides forward and the back goes down and you can easily sleep a couple adults in there um and then you've got all kinds of storage down below and everything like that uh the engine is in the front on this vehicle unlike a vanagon uh because like you said it's a water pumper vr6 they are the engine is very reliable however the dark side of this vehicle, and it is a big dark side, is these automatic what? transmissions are garbage. Oh, uh, no. They bummer. will cause you <laughs> problems. They will leave you stranded. So uh, expect, if this hasn't been rebuilt already, uh, to have that taken care of. And these are also plagued with a lot of electrical issues. Uh, Volkswagens from this era are just not that great. Um, I'm not saying that this is a piece of junk. Don't get me wrong. Uh, right. But just don't expect this to be a maintenance-free, easy-peasy, oh, okay, I'm just going to drive this forever. But, uh, you know, is it more reliable than a Vanagon? Uh, arguably Vanagons are pretty unreliable. So, and this has a lot more power (laughs) and is a lot more drivable, um, but a lot less room than a Vanagon. And, you know, this one being a, a, you know, a more modern engine, the, uh, air conditioning probably works pretty well in this thing. Unlike the ones in the Vanagons that hardly ever work ever. Um, (laughs) and by the way, you can take those rear facing, uh, uh, captain seats out, um, oh, yeah. which is really cool. So then you get a whole bunch of extra room in there too. And you can just have people sit in the way back and then have all that space in the middle. So, um, I just like that all that stuff folds flat and you can sleep in it. This to yeah. me, uh, you know, I, I, Esther really loves like an old air cooled van again, but I, I, I know I'm a chicken shit. I'd rather have this. Yeah. You can here here you can see how much room you have in the back. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very similar configuration to a van again. I mean, it's really not much yeah. different, uh, but the van again's yeah. going to have more room. Now, now picture us, picture us out like a uh, Grand Canyon JP, me, Esther, and the three dogs sleeping yeah. in that space. Yeah, fun. the three oh, dogs oh, is where you start getting into issues there oh, with a Westie. Smart. 
My yeah. Dogs fart. Oh, it'd just be awful. It'd be hot yeah. boxing us, you know. <laughs> you can put the dogs down <laughs> below, and you guys sleep on the top. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's rough duty. Yeah, you can see how those captain seats kind of fold up and give you even more room in the middle there. But uh, right. I don't know. Certainly better than like an American van or a bunch of you know a lot of a lot of people do van life in a Dodge or something like that. There's just, there's no way I, you're doing it in a caravan. What's the thing so, in Atlanta? Yeah. Well, that's so. My, I have one more question for you, JP, and then I'll give you my bid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All things being equal, right? Like a hundred thousand mile. Uh, Eurovan and 100,000 mile Westphalia or an MV Weekender, mm-hmm. you know, we know those those other cars are going to be close to $30,000 with this low miles. But what's the percentage reduction for a car that doesn't offer all that stuff? Is it is it 30% JP or is it like right now we're sitting at three hours to go out of Illinois? It's at $11,000. I mean, that looks like it's a third of the value. It's less than half price. Yeah. I mean, is that, does that sound right to you? Does that make sense? Like, you know, it does. It's way less than way okay. less than half because I mean, that roof is everything. That, that's where yeah. you're spending your time. I mean, yes, yeah. you can do the van life thing in this uh, and you could add a tent to the to open door. There's all kinds of other sure. things you could do, but the, the open pop top thing is what it's all about. All and that's, about. Yeah. And that's why these things bring, that's why the weekenders Those and Westies bring money. Bring crazy uh, money. These, there's a lot of these, They're, these aren't really that rare. You can find one of these and um i think the value of these is coming up and because this is a clean one yeah this will probably bring some money but nowhere near what this exact same spec wow look at that truck coming wide <laughs> we're Whoa. watching this video that was kind of gnarly. the driver of the eurovan almost did not have an auction he almost got an insurance claim um <laughs> Instead of money. a sale, wow, yeah, that it, was tight. It would have made more money. JT, an... this thing didn't get any love overnight. It's at $11,000 with three hours to go on just four bids. I'm going to say that somebody likes it as much as I do, and they're going to spend $16,000 to take it home, and they will at that price. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm going to go 14. Um, I don't right. even think it breaks 12, to be honest, but uh, it could. I mean, this the mileage is low, and without really getting into the ad, I mean, if there's any mention of uh, of uh, transmission service or rebuild, then uh, you yeah. know, you're probably getting into a good rig. Uh, they, they do they sure do drive nice. Um, they drive a lot nicer than Vanagon. Oh, man, look at that. Yeah, a you can drive than, freeway yeah. speed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, cool. Very, you know, that, it's going to be a great I, – I think – Given how much less they are than a Westie, um, probably pretty good. You know, buy this and get yourself a, you know, a rooftop. Put put a rack on the roof and put yeah. one of those attaching rooftop tents that, and a cool. ladder. Uh, you know, and Esther you can get one of those that. for fifteen hundred bucks, uh, yeah. all in with the rack and the ladder and the whole thing, and go yeah. for it. Now you, I mean, that's probably better yeah, than really a Westie top. Yeah. 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 And then the dogs can sleep in the car and we can sleep up in the tent. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, Jim, let's jump over to P car market. We got a couple of uh, Porsches that I think are worth taking a look at. The mm. first one, I, I picked this solely on color, JP. Tell me you don't agree with me that this <laughs> 1987 911 Carrera in Cassis red metallic is not like the sexiest 80s car of all time. I don't agree I don't with you. Know, I do not know why I love this color so much. It makes no sense to me. It's not pink. It's not red. It's not gray. It's not silver. But somehow it's all of those things uh, and so much more. A lot of times they are coupled with a full burgundy interior. Um, I have to confess, JP, when I was in grade school in the early 80s, uh, some dentist that lived near where I went to school uh, had – a a, a Carrera convertible and it was Cassis red with a burgundy interior and he'd leave the top down, park the car and go to work. Uh, and his vanity plate said bite fixer. 
And, uh, and I saw that car every day on my way to school for like, I don't know, two or three, four years. And I think I just absolutely fell in love. It was like the coolest car I'd see. And he'd park it at the end of my block and walk into work. And I just, I loved that car. Uh, so anyway, here we go. This 87 uh, is offered to us, JP, out of Toronto, Canada. Uh, but it, again, it's an 87. It should be pretty easy to bring in, pretty painless procedure to bring it across. Uh, it's showing 75,000 miles, but they're saying true mileage unknown. I, I'm confident that that's the original miles on this car. Uh, as an 87, it's got a G50 gearbox, JP. The Fuchs wheels are painted to match the uh, exterior of the car. Uh, no wing, which I think is really cool on a wide body Carrera, you know, like the, the wide Carrera flares. Uh, and he even threw a prototypo in there. I mean, this thing is ready to go. I, I, I like it. That's a really nice car. Uh, it's gotten some love too. check this out. JP, let me give you some stats real quick. So it closes. Let me read this to you. JP, it closes in three hours, basically. Last night, the car was at $27,000. This morning, it was at over 30. And right now, with three hours to go, it's sitting at $41,000. So this car is getting some action as we're nearing the close of auction. So what do you think about this bad boy? Hey, uh, what year did you say this was? I'm sorry. 87. 87. Okay, so this is a G50 car, too. So that's, yep. that's a big deal. Uh, yeah, yep. this, co this color is not my favorite color. I would never choose this color, but I don't hate it. It is really cool. I had a similar experience uh, in a summer job that I had working at a lumber mill. Just the worst, grubby, disgusting job. You know, I was basically uh, grabbing old logs that were full of <laughs> maggots and bees and stuff like that and throwing them down the chute uh, so that they would make it into sawdust. It was the bottom-of-the-barrel job at this... Yeah. You know, at this you know lumber mill and uh you know we were out in the middle ass nowhere <clears throat> but yeah. the road to this place as it went by it was kind of like the gateway to the twisty roads in the uh, cascades of, of washington right. state so you always saw cool motorcycles and sports cars going by but you never saw anything european until one day uh it, this was this was in the early 90s some guy drove by in a california roadster in this cassis color and it was like yeah. oh my god i swear to god it, it went in slow motion um yeah. you know cars going by the place they would zip by and they'd be there and they'd be gone in a flash but that car just it seemed like it was an eternity that it took to go by because uh, yeah. i was just like bullet time you watching. Love. yeah, yeah. like yeah, totally. oh i need that um so yeah this car is absolutely gorgeous i do love the prototypo in there um my wife would really love this car in the in its colorway oh, um, i tell you what if my if my m491 carrera was cassis oh that would be that would be it on Oof. p car market uh about six months ago there uh -huh. was an 81 sc in this color in yep. wide body it was an aftermarket yeah. steel wide body kit right. um right. but that car was the same color and it failed I to remember. sell uh, yeah. And I remember kind of looking, looking at, you yeah, know, we maybe about thinking it. about going yeah. after it in Deal Tank, uh, yeah. and I think it only sold for like thirty-two grand, uh, Jeez, which is Luis. just crazy. I mean, it, it tells you how much uh, values have changed in the last few months. Um, this car crazy. being a G G fifty car is definitely going to bring more than thirty-one grand. Where do you think it's going to land on? P so car it's at market? forty-one, forty-one thousand uh, dollars, and just under three hours to go. JP, I, I mean, this, you know. Look, if it's in America, it's a $60,000 car or more. It's a G50. It's 75,000 miles. It's a, it's kind of a rarer color. Now, the color is polarized, and I'll give you that. It's not for everybody, and I can totally see that. I know a lot of guys that wouldn't drink a – wouldn't drive a pink metallic Porsche, but I would. Um, 
that 40 grand i you know i i'm gonna go from 60,000 to 59 but i i, I just i don't know p-car market's so unpredictable who knows what this kind of thing is land but i'm gonna say fifty nine thousand dollars brings it home and it comes to the united states and somebody drives it perfect 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 you know what i mean I'll take your bid. I'll take 60 because, I mean, it's a G-body coupe. Um, and, yep. yeah, you're right. It's polarizing, but the people that want this want it in a big way, and they'll right. pay for it. Weird colors sell on Porsches. It's on the East Coast. Yeah, it's in Canada. That's a problem. But East Coast cars and P-car market seem to do better than West Coast cars. Uh, so, yeah, I think this car brings a little bit more or a lot more money. I think there could be sky on this. I mean, 75,000 really miles, could. that's really low. Oh, it looks great. It's in, yeah. it's in really nice condition. Okay, so that's a perfect segue, JP, uh, for a California Porsche that's on P-car market. So let's take okay. a look at our 1965 356C that's offered out of British sports cars down in um, – San Luis Obispo. So our buddy Justin Jurgens, friend of the Bid Nerds and uh, cur curator of all things English uh, in the, uh, you know, sort of Central Coast, lower Central Coast range. Uh, he acquired this car and is selling it on P-Car Market. Uh, it shows 87,000 miles, but it's true mileage unknown. This is a 1965 365C Coupe. Uh, it's a 1600cc flat four with a four-speed manual transmission. Uh, these things don't make a lot of power, JP. They only pump out about 75 horsepower. It weighs only 1,900 pounds, though, so they do get out of their own way. Uh, and by the time we get to 1965, this is four-wheel disc brakes. So this is a car that if you're not a guy that needs to be out front – uh, of a rally you could take on a rally and drive it and know that you know if it gets hot outside you're not going to have brake fade and all these other things it's got four wheel discs um they only made 1100 of these things and this is a real nice survivor it's a california black plate car so it's been in california for its own life and uh, in fact justin says that this car has been down in san luis obispo for about the last 15 years uh the car was recently repainted by a place called hot rod alley in lompoc california uh and uh the guy who painted it basically worked for uh, sam foos uh and is an excellent painter this car looks to be in really really nice condition uh the seats look to be kind of original but the bodywork and the paint and the engine compartment are Damn near spotless, JP. You know, we could have lunch off that car. It's as clean mm. as the dishes in my cabinet. Uh, if you're looking for one and don't want to spend hundred grand, this could be your chance. Uh, this looks like a really nice car. Uh, and if you buy a car from Justin, he becomes your friend. Uh, and that's worth the price of admission right there. I cannot say enough nice things about that guy. Uh, so this is a really great car. And, you know, JP, truth be told, he was just about ready to offer it to you and I, and I did not act quickly on this because, uh, you know, we're going through some stuff trying to get ourselves out to Vegas. Uh, so he turned around and threw it on P-Car Market, but the bid nerds almost represented that car. Hmm. Um, so there you go. It, it's, it's on P-Car, and they threw it up in real time. It is going to sell today. Uh, it was at $21,000 on five bids last night, and now it's sitting on $40,000 uh it's gotten a little bit more love over overnight it's at 11 bids so this car is getting it's moving in the right direction so what do you think jp would you ever rock a 356 you know would you take the bumpers off this and make it cool uh or would it just be a car you'd want to turn 
No, man. One of these, I've never owned one. Uh, it, you know, I've, I've had a couple of replica speedsters, but to have a real coupe, this would be just a great car. I would absolutely do some outlaw type stuff to it. Um, that's, you know, yeah. that would be more my style. These are a just absolute blast to drive around. And um, man, they're so classy. Uh, you know, red wouldn't be my first color, but you know, again, with this car, who cares? It's just gorgeous. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. You know, and I, it, that seems like, I mean, it's got, it seems like it should be worth a lot more than where it's at right now for an SC uh, in the 356 trim. That's a, that's a great segue into the take you were just making on the last car, that that Cassis car, despite a polarizing paint job, it's a low-mile Carrera with a G50, and it's it's basically on the East Coast. It's just across the border. Mm-hmm. And that car might do better back there than this beautiful car out here in California that somehow P-Car, we, we question whether or not they get the love. So, you know, do we think this is going to be held back? And it sounds like you think it might, you know? Absolutely. What do you think? Uh, where's it going to land? I, JP, let me tell you, like looking at this car and just kind of, you know, rudimentary understanding of the market, this should be a $70,000 car. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, how do you say that, that, that it's going to bring it? It's got, you know, three hours to go and it's sitting at uh, $40,000. But I think this car should be worth 70000 bucks. So I'm going to say it's getting some action and there's people circling it it might not bring the money but it should bring all of sixty thousand dollars and i'm going to go there uh but if this was on the east coast would it bring more money if this was on bring a trailer would it bring more money i think yes i agree um what'd you say 60 60 yeah i'll go 59 just because i don't believe there the platform go. is going to bring it uh yeah, i hope it brings I, 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 more i hope we're wrong for the buyer or for the yeah. seller because this car should bring more should bring a yeah. lot more we are not for the record we are not suggesting that this car is worth that we are just really leery yeah. of this platform we just we're, we're guessing what the platform will yield for a car that we know is worth more money and uh and this thing is beautiful this is a, 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 a fantastic value you know it's basically the last you know the this is like the Gen 3 of the 356, and it's a really Why nice car. Why on earth did he go P-Car Market? Why didn't he put this because, on BAT? Uh, he's having trouble with BAT. He said uh, the last car he tried to put on BAT, they held him up for three months, and he called P-Car Market, and they posted it live that day. Yeah. Because he had everything yeah. written. They yeah. did it that day, and that's yeah. why he did it. He's like, I, he, he's like, Michael, you didn't call me back, and I was like, you know, we were coming out to Vegas. Um, I was like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't act on it. He called Picar Market. They made the listing live that afternoon, and he's yeah. like, dude, it's just so easy. And he's been watching them. He said some of their, they're getting some results on Picar Market. You and I have noticed the exact same thing. Yeah. He did not want to do business with him, but it just made sense to do business with him. So I hope it does. It. I hope he's not leaving too much money on the table by doing so. Uh, and in the process, somebody's going to pick up a steal, like a great deal for this car. Well, I mean, the thing about Picar Market is they, they are far less aggressive on the reserve. So, you know, he, he can set yeah. a realistic reserve. Oh, and sure. If it doesn't sell, it can go in the, in the deal tank right. and do that his, whole bit. His investment is protected. We may yeah. get it yet. If it doesn't make reserve and it doesn't sell in the deal tank, uh, you know, we may pick it up yet. But there you go. Really nice car. If uh, a car, a great guy. If a car doesn't sell on BAT, if it if it's an FTS, uh, yep. then it, the car's burned. Basically, if it, whatever whatever it gets bid to, that's what the car is worth uh, right. on BAT. Whereas a car, if it just fails to sell on P car and it, it's not burned or, or cars yeah. and bids, people realize that okay, those are lesser platforms than BAT. Uh, and yeah. it, we don't work for BAT. We don't, you know, uh, no. they they kind of drive us <laughs> nuts no. actually a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. They don't they don't even acknowledge we exist. But uh, that is the platform. <laughs> um, so let's be real. Uh, so 
you're going to get the most money on BAT time and time. I, I don't know if there's ever been a situation where you could make an argument that that's not the case. Even when PCAR brings mo- big money for cars, uh, if, if PCAR brings big money, BAT would have brought more. End of story, yeah. period, full stop. With one exception, and that's the fake <laughs> Datsun Ferrari. I think uh, P-Car Market it was the only place that could sell uh, fake, was, uh, Datsun, that, that, uh, fake Ferrari on a Datsun that, platform. That wasn't a sale, JP. They were laundering money through that car. Yeah, that's, that that's, that's probably, that you're absolutely right. Money. Good that, point. That, 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 was a mob, that was a mob transaction. Good sure. take, good take. Yeah. All right, I guys. Only say huh? that, I only say that because I'm 3,000 miles away. Right, they can't send uh, Guido over to your house Guido, and break your right. fingers. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go, guys. That's just the kind of ridiculous, lousy, uh, uninformed, <laughs> poorly researched or not researched at all information and advice that you can get from the bid nerds who know nothing about cars, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we sure love to nerd out about them. We hope you do, too. Let us know what cars you want us to nerd out about <laughs> on future auctions. Let us know what your auction predictions are on the cars that we talk about. We love to compare our predictions with you, uh, with viewer predictions. Uh, and uh, maybe if you're really good at it, we'll bring you on as a third nerd. How fun would that? If we get somebody uh, somebody in the comments that just consistently whoops our ass, let's bring them on the show so they oh, can do man, it. For uh, sure. They Absolutely. can do it live on the show. That would be a lot of fun. Head, head to toe bid nerd swag too. That's just like right. Full, full black and acid green all the way top to bottom. You know, <laughs> got to love it. Well, there it is, guys. Uh, we're almost done with the week. We got one more show tomorrow, Friday morning. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe, like, and notification buttons so that you know when we go live tomorrow at around the 9 o'clock hour or just show up and make sure you're there ready to watch at 9 o'clock because that's when it's going to happen anyway whether you have the notifications or not but hit those buttons it really helps us out give us a give us a comment down below tell us that we're complete morons or idiots so that we don't do research or that you're really uh, dialed into the community and uh, know better than us uh, we love to hear that kind of stuff uh, and uh, we will see you tomorrow uh, <laughs> what, what was that guy line 11 expert what was this, what was this yeah a flat six ass hat uh, with <laughs> who just joined that day and yeah, doesn't yeah. work for P car market. Uh, yeah, I really that guy. like your show, but you guys are so biased because you yeah, obviously work because- for a trailer. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, dude, that was so funny. I do have I a it. I do have a vintage bring a trailer hat right here, so that must oh, mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, must yeah. mean I uh, we do work. You're here. a founder. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. a founder. Yeah, uh, <laughs> look at my bank account. I'm definitely not a founder of BAT. Uh, wish I were. All right, guys, join us tomorrow. We'll see you. Uh, make sure you have a great rest of your week, and uh, you know we'll do this again tomorrow. See you later, D. But anything you want to say before we're out of here? No, that's it, man. Uh, look at, say goodbye to my white skin. I'm going to go get a sunburn. <laughs> All right, go water skiing. There it is. What do you do now? You got to get nerds! those nerds.